What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on YouTube at March 4th Pod. My website is march4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. Y'all made it here, so you found us somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Baum and Podcast. Um, wow, uh, where to start, man? I just, um, I, I'm pretty reflective today. Um, not to go into into too much detail, but it's uh, it's been a little bit of a heavy emotional day. But uh, but that's life, you guys. Sometimes we have those. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. Um, sometimes things don't go the way that you planned or the way that you thought. But I think with time comes grace. Uh, to quote Johnny from from Nothing More, um, in one of their songs. And and I also believe that in time, uh, if if you're open to what the universe is sending you, and you have your antenna tuned to love and positivity and growth, the answers come in time in ter- in terms of the lessons that you're supposed to learn from different experiences that you have in your life and different people um, that come into your life. So with all that being said, even though today's a little heavy and it's been uh, it's been heavy recently um, with with the passing of my my grandmother exactly one month ago today as I'm recording the intro and the close to this week's episode. It's it's October 1st as I'm recording the intro and close to this week's episode and my my grandmother uh, actually, you know, check that she was buried on September 1st. She was buried on September 1st. She died that Monday going into the 1st and my grandpa passed away on September 1st. So 12 years ago. He passed away, and my grandma was buried on the same day that he passed. So that was that was tough, um, you know. And not to not to you know air out dirty laundry, but there there was you know other family things uh, going on, you know, with uh, with my loved ones as far as you know trying to be there for people in in, in my inner circle who had been going through things. Um, which again, I'll keep I'll keep private, other than to say that it's tough, you know. Um, um, and I don't say this as a victim, but I've, I've, I'm the child of multiple divorces in my life. One, one, when I was young, the other, um, as an adult recently with another set of parents, um, and the last couple of years have been really challenging for me emotionally as, as a lot of you who listen to this podcast regularly know, and I don't say that again as a victim or feeling sorry for myself, but it's true. Um, the, the last couple of years have really been tough. But I'm also coming up on eight years in Nashville. And actually, October 31st, Halloween of 2015 was my first official day as a Nashvillian when I moved here from from Southeast Michigan. And I had spent my entire life in in Northwest Ohio, Southeast Michigan. And I and I really feel like uh, as challenging as that was to leave 
close family and close friends behind everything and everyone that I knew was back home in the Midwest. And, and most of them were in that cluster of either Northwest Ohio, Northeast Ohio, Southeast Michigan. Um, at 27 years old, when I made the decision to move to, to Nashville, thanks to an awesome opportunity from, from, from somebody I have a lot of respect for and, you know, him and his girlfriend opening their doors to me, give me a place to stay before I was able to find my apartment down here. I digress. Um, you know, I, I really, I really have grown up and I feel like become, become a man down here. You know, uh, when you set out on your own and you challenge yourself and you go somewhere where you don't really know anybody, you don't have the same inner circle that you had back home. Um, you have to make new friends, you have to make new connections and, and you don't, you don't have that safety net and that comfort zone of like, Hey, my, I know I can go see my dad. I I'm a 10 minute drive away. I know I can see my mom. I know I can see my stepdad, my stepmom. I've got buddies that, you know, maybe I can go catch a game with or catch a movie with or have lunch with when we get a chance to catch up. When you, when you move to a new city, all that goes away. And, um, I've really grown up down here. Um, and I'm not saying that to like pat myself on the back, but there's been a lot of trials and tribulations along the way, um, including recently, and I'll keep those private um, because I'm, I'm, I'm somebody that uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't, even though I like to share parts of myself on this show to connect with you guys, because the theme of the show is, is to persevere and move forward. And that is, that is the meaning behind the name March 4th. I'm also not somebody that um, airs out private matters um, on this show in detail, because it's just, it's disrespectful and it's just not what I'm about as, as a man and as a human. And, and also more importantly, at the end of the day, I'm not a malicious person. Um, you know, I'm somebody that tries to extract the meaning from, from, like I said, people and experiences as they come and go out of my life. Um, and, and we all have those in life, you know, sometimes things happen and they don't happen the way that you plan, but you learn something from them. And I guess just the fact that today's a month to the day that my grandma was buried, it's a month to the day that my grandpa passed away. And at the end of the month, it'll be eight years to the day that I had my first official day as, an, as a Nashvillian. I, I moved down here on October 30th, 2015, but my first full day where I woke up in Nashville and it's like, I'm living in Tennessee, um, was Halloween of 2015. I'm just a little reflective today, man. And some of it's good. Some of it's bad. Um, there's highs and lows, ebbs and flows. Um, you know, on this show, I've, I've opened up about my anxiety. I've opened up about some of my obsessive compulsive things that I go through. Um, you know, and as you get older, you realize there's things that, that come from your childhood um, that have an impact in, on you as an adult. There's things that happen to you and there's things that happen to people around you that have an impact on you as well. Um, you know, and, I, and when I look at some of the, the issues that I struggle with and some of the, the negative aspects about myself and attributes about myself that I'm, I'm working through, that I'm in therapy for, that I that – I, have tried really hard to change and, and really hard to overcome. Um, I also think that when you meet things with the level of resistance or you meet them with like a hatred or uh, 
like, man, I want to get rid of this. What resists persists, you know? Um, and, uh, now I'm just kind of like, you know what? I, I just need to accept who I am. I just, that doesn't mean you don't work on self-improvement. That doesn't mean you don't try to grow. That doesn't mean you do, you don't, you don't wake up every day and look yourself in the mirror and go, you know, I hope I have a great day today, but I also hope that, you know, I'm better today than I was yesterday. You know, um, I always ask God for guidance. You know, I'm a believer. If you're not, it's totally cool. Um, I ask my grandpa, I still talk to him who passed away for guidance and, um, you know, and you just try to, to, to move forward in, in, in a positive direction, you know, but I, I just want to say to anybody out there who's struggling with whatever it is, anxiety, depression, obsessive compulsion tendencies, um, you know, if you, if you got your heart broken, um, if you were in the position where you had to reject somebody, you know, um, that you were talking to for a while or dating for a while, like it, you know, it's, it's tough all the way around, man. But I would say at the end of the day, if you just can move forward with love in your heart, um, and even if things don't go the way that you plan, just make sure that you carry yourself with, uh, with integrity, with kindness, and and walk in love. You know, I think kindness gets mistaken for weakness a lot. I know in my life, um, people people have taken advantage of me. People have have uh, mistaken my kindness for weakness. Um, at 35 years old, I still have a baby face, so I, there's still a lot of people who a lot, a lot of dudes, especially, call me buddy and stuff. And you know, I'm not jackaronied over here. I'm not yoked, even though I take care of myself. So, but I I actually kind of like you know, in some ways being underestimated or, or, you know, and at the end of the day, I would rather be loved than feared. I, I, I think it's really weird to want to be feared or want to have people be intimidated by you. I, I'm not like that. I wasn't raised like that. You know, I want, I want people to feel like they can, you know, they can be nice to me and open up to me. And also, um, you know, if, if, if they don't find me intimidating, that's great. Cause I don't want to be found intimidating. I, I, I hope that when I step into a room, um, you know, people gravitate to, to me because they, they think I'm a good soul rather than run in the other direction. Cause they, you know, they're scared of me or something. You know what I'm saying? So I guess just to put a button on my rant here, you guys, like I said, I'm, I'm a little more self-reflective today than I have been. Um, there I am bringing levity and humor to an otherwise serious intro to the show, but, but it's been a heavy day and there was a lot of emotions today. Uh, there's a lot of emotions yesterday. Um, it's been tough to churn through it. Um, so I just ask those of you close to me, please send up some good vibes because it's it's tough um, going through some of this stuff. Um, but I, I'm better for having had the experiences that I had related to what's made me reflective today. Um, and and there was a lot of good in it as well. And, um, and it actually ties in <laughs> to the theme of the show of perseverance and moving forward, marching forth. And uh, just in the words of Joe Dirt, keeping on, you know, keep on keeping on, man, um, as cheesy as that may sound. And it actually ties into some of the topics that I touch on with this week's guest. So I just wanted to impart that on everybody this morning uh, as you're listening to this show or whenever you're listening to this show. Maybe it's the afternoon drive home from work. Uh, maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're at work cranking through some spreadsheets or something, and uh, you've got me going in your eardrums right now. But uh, 
but just um no matter what happens walk in love and um even when things don't go the way that you plan you know thank the universe for the experience uh no matter how long or short it lasted even even if it if it bummed you out a little bit and you didn't you didn't get from it what what you thought you would get from it or it didn't live up to your expectations um or or if you didn't meet somebody else's expectations you know all those things are part of life they're they're part of becoming a a more solid human and uh those experiences make us who we are and it's how we react to them that i think you know really really show who we are at our core you know and you know even though i've gone through a couple divorces my parents aren't pu perfect they're not superhumans um nobody's parents are none of us are perfect i'm not perfect um and i've been very open about how not perfect i am on this show but uh, i really try to pride myself on just um walking in love and um trying trying to do things the right way trying to live the life the right way and i think really i just need to stop being so hard on myself i need to stop feeling guilty about you know aspects of myself that i don't like you know that doesn't mean there's not things about myself that i want to change but you know what? we all have our quirks we all have things that we do that are weird um we have things that we do that you know they become normal or habitual to us but other people don't understand um and that's okay because you know nobody's perfect everybody has idiosyncrasy idiosyncrasies about themselves and you know things that they do habits that they have that you know even if they're not good habits that not everybody's going to understand or, or they they may they may find odd but at the end of the day um you know you me whoever's listening to this podcast any individuals out there i mean um you know you're not going to be for everybody right just like there's music that you know really really hits somebody and then somebody else listens to it and go ah, not vibing with it not feeling it it's the same thing with people right you're you, you know we're all an acquired taste you know what i'm saying like i i don't know that there's anybody who's universally loved and accepted by every single human being on the planet you know um even the most popular albums you know some of the top selling albums of all time i have a lot of musicians on this podcast there might be people out there who think you know fleetwood mac stinks you know or they might think metallica stinks or that Pearl Jam stinks. And then other people might go, dude, those are some, some of the, my favorite songs ever are from those bands. Some of my favorite records ever are from those bands. So, so in summation, just be yourself, live in love. Um, and understand that, um, you know, the most important thing is to extract meaning from the experiences that you have and, um, handle, you know, whether it's praise rejection a promotion a boost in pay a decrease in pay a loss of a job um, a breakup a death take it all in stride take it all in stride and when things don't go your way count your blessings man um if you can count on both hands the people that you love who got your back and care about you who want who want what's best for you um that's the most important thing so take it all in stride y'all Take it all in stride. I love you all. I appreciate you listening. That's a really long intro to the show, but it's what I had in my heart. It's what I had on my mind, and I'm going to leave it in. And like I said, it, it ties into this week's guest because 
he and I talk about um, pushing through challenges, um, taking chances, uh, among all the other awesome things he's got going on. This week's guest is none other than Jordan McGraw, and he has a new musical project called Bort. He teamed up with Zach Merrick from All Time Low and Jack Lawless. Lawless uh, also drums in the Jonas Brothers. These guys are friends of his, and his single, Can You Hear Me, came out on August 4th, and it's got a lot of great reception. It's got close to, when I looked recently, almost 370,000 YouTube views on the music video. The streams are doing great. I have Spotify. I think it's closing in around something like 200,000 streams. And you know what? Beyond the numbers, the most important thing I want to convey as you guys will hear in this conversation without giving too much away, Jordan is making the music that he loves to make. He's been a musician for a long time. Uh, he's experimented in different genres. But as you'll hear in this conversation, this is this is something that he feels like he really loves and is really a true expression of himself. He feels very comfortable. Can You Hear Me definitely is in the pop punk alternative realm. As you guys will hear in this conversation, uh, Jordan has was you know into that stuff when when he was younger. Um, he got the Tom DeLonge edition Strat, which he still has. When he was a teenager, he learned Blink, Weezer, Green Day, Nirvana, all that stuff. When he was younger, and this single is definitely in the vein. Um, and it couldn't come in the vein of that music, and it couldn't come at, at at a better time because pop punk has had a huge resurgence over these past couple of years. And it just so happens that Jordan's making the music he really loves to make. There's going to be more Bort coming. They just released an unplugged version of Can You Hear Me on September 22nd, about a week and a half after Jordan and I had this conversation. And so there's a lot of positive stuff on the horizon with Bort and with Jordan. And it was just so great to get him on this podcast and learn more about his journey as a musician and you know, stepping into his identity as a musician through the culmination of the experiences that he's had over the years, you know, what it was like touring with the Jonas Brothers and what those experiences were like playing arenas and all the music he's got going on now and where he's at in his life now. So without further ado, I'm gonna shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Jordan McGraw of Bort. Here it is. <laughs> Well, Jordan, uh, like I was saying from the jump, man, I'm I'm really excited for what you're doing with Bort. Uh, love the single, and I guess just as a place to start, I mean, how cool is it? Just basically in a month's time, as we're recording this, it's it's September 11th. Um, for can you hear me? The music video is over like 220 thousand views. That's that's got to be awesome out of the gate to see that, man. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's been it's been wild. It's this this whole thing, this whole Bort uh experience or journey whatever you want to call it it's just like the most authentic version of me so uh to see it be well received it's like you know a relief to say the least yeah man i was looking back uh so i was telling you not to not to name drop for the listeners but um so w w when i was telling you i did music features for Toledo free press back in the day one of the earlier ones was actually all-time low oh, and so that was back 2011 so that was when they were they were really starting their ascent and i think it i think they were going on tour with with blink at the time 
And uh, and obviously you have a connection with those guys. Um, so you moved when you were a teenager. Did you move to L.A. from Texas? Yeah, I moved when I was 15. So um, kind of right right when I was starting my sophomore year of high school, I think. And you went on tour with those guys, right? Right around that time? Was it like 2010, 2011 in there? Um, yeah, I, I don't want to make myself sound too much older, but uh, it was a little bit after that. Um, okay kind of right after high school a uh, friend's band uh, needed a guitar player for one show. And I just like learned the four songs that none of us knew anyway, and went out there and did it. And then uh, it kind of turned into a real thing. And then we all had uh, mutual friends with the all time will guys. And so um, it just wound up being this big party. I was going to say, so what was that experience like for you, man, at a young age to kind of get a taste? I mean, obviously you've been making music all this time, but at a young age, you get an experience like that had to be pretty sick, man. Yeah, dude, it was, um, it was wild. It was, it, you know, it was one of those, uh, weird parts of my life. Um, not weird, fun, um, where I was just drunk all the time, the whole tour, we were just, we were drinking every city out of Jack Daniels. Um, and just like really enjoying it kind of as if it were a short-lived um, thing. And it turned out to be because the band broke up not long after that tour. But um, yeah, dude, it was wild. It was just kind of like, what a way to like start touring, opening for your friends who are playing venues smaller than they should be playing. And so they were just packed and sweaty and fun. It was just like, it, that'll really spoil it. So when when did the music bug really bite you? I mean, I read that that you got the Tom DeLong guitar when you were young and were learning, you know, Nirvana and Weezer and okay. Blink and those bands. But was there was there a song that got you down the rabbit hole? Oh, you still have it? Yeah, right there. It. Um, it's yeah, no, it's, uh, I I moved I moved in the middle of summer um, when I was fifteen, so I had no friends. Um, not in an emo way. The emo came later. Um, but I had nothing to do. So I was like, you know, begging my parents to take me to Guitar Center to buy a bass. And I was texting one of my friends in Dallas and he was like, dude, you have no friends. Don't play the bass. Nobody wants to play bass by themselves, get a guitar. And so on the way there, I like changed my mind, which immediately made my dad go like, are you serious about this? Or are you, are you just wasting your money? And uh, I was like, no, 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 no. I know exactly what I want. It was a close second, but then I, I it, it took the lead on the way there, and I bought the guitar and a really shitty amp, and um, for the rest of the summer, I locked myself in my room, learned a bunch of songs. Were you, were you learning by ear? Were you like looking up like ultimate guitar tabs and stuff? Or yeah, I went with tabs. I I was never. Um, I, I've like since gotten better with my ear, but I was never one that could just like figure riffs out and and like just do it by ear so i was I, I learned to read tabs it made sense to me somehow so um I, I just got pretty good at that and i learned the easiest songs i could if i looked up one and there were a lot of numbers i was like when you try yeah multiple tunings the whole night yeah. yeah well and i think what's um what's cool and and i and i've seen you do this in other uh interviews as well so i don't i don't want to make you have like the same conversation but just as a fan of music it's been cool to see i feel like a resurgence in pop punk over yeah. the last years so i mean for for guys our age like in our mid-30s like i'm sure you were you know you remember the trl days with carson oh, yeah. daly and you know all the music videos but um what's it like 
to to have a song in that vein and also be part of this resurgence that we're seeing at this age is is it is it pretty is it like a mind trip because it's it's pretty yeah cool. it, it, it wound up just kind of being the best timing um I, you know i've always been a pop punk kid if you if you you know i i'd like dipped my toe into some more poppy stuff for a little bit um which i you know i'm more concerned about the outfits i chose but um I if you ever saw me do any of those shows, I always covered like I always covered covered with my age again or all the small things or something like that. So it was always it was always there. I was always showing hints that it was in there. But um, yeah, I, I just like I, I kind of took a break for a minute and I was sick of what I was doing. And, you know, it wasn't translating anyway because it didn't really mean anything. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want. And then kind of right as that started happening, the pop punk resurgence kind of started coming back around. And I was like, all right, this is either going to go really well for me or everybody's going to think I'm just hopping on the bandwagon. And there's been a little bit of both, but I think um, for the most part, like it, music fans are human lie detectors. So I think they can tell that it's the real deal and that I, I actually love and enjoy this kind of music. And plus I added a little, um, I, I threw a little pixies in there, a little, dinosaur junior kind of kind of weird 90s stuff in there too so it's not it's not straight down the middle yeah yeah well like i was saying like i feel like if it came out 20 years ago or even if it came out in like 98 i feel like it would be it would be just as cool as it is right now so it's it's cool to see you doing that but you mentioned um because i did go listen to your other music uh and and it's you like you said it was definitely in the pop vein um and then you had a you had a quote where you said uh I wrote it down. I'm a '90s kid making '80s music in 2021. So, and I love the '80s and stuff too because, like, I grew up with like uh, my mom's really into the Police, Sting, nice. all yeah. the Talking Heads, and then my dad was very much classic rock. So I was born in '88, and some of my earliest musical memories are like with like a, I think I had like a like a baby blue Mickey Mouse guitar or something, nice. and uh, he's always been really handy. So the entertainment center in the living room had some nice like cabinet speakers and always sounded really good. And and I think full moon fever came out in 89. So like to this day, free phones, one of my favorite songs, but right. I say, I'll say like, I love all the, the eighties uh, stuff as well. But so was pop kind of like, was it a natural progression for you at the time you were doing it? Or was it just kind of like just experimentation? Cause you, you know, you mentioned like doing this stuff again, it feels, it feels right. This is the stuff you love, but was it just kind of an avenue that you wanted to take at the time? Yeah. You know, I, I think um, the way I got towards the pop stuff was um, a little like trauma induced from old bands. You know, I'd been in like a heavier, like harder rock band, um, which was fun at the time. And, uh, you know, the shows are fun and, the, you know, the music's, uh, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It's own thing. Um, and it's fun to make. But the group of people I was doing it with, it, it just it weren't positive. Like it wasn't a positive experience. And so, um, you know, I kind of left that to start figuring out my voice. And I, I started singing um, after that band. And I was like, you know what, I can do this. I'll figure it out turned out to be a lot harder. So I took a bunch of voice lessons and like really learned the muscle and all of that. And I think somewhere along that journey, just like figuring out 
um, how to get as far away from what I was doing as I could, but then also do things that I liked. And so that's where some of my other influences came in. And I, I just kind of naturally fell into this, like, this like wash of, of kind of generic poppiness. And, um, I love pop music. I have no problem with pop music. Um, but just for me, it, it just, the cheese meter was always going off a little bit. Like I just wasn't good at that. Um, that balance of like cheesy, but whatever, or, you know, so um, it was a short lived little blip on the, on the radar, but it was, I, I learned a lot from doing it. I learned a lot about song structure and getting to the point and um, kind of reignited some other influences for me. So it was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a wasted experiment. Yeah. I think, I think anytime you, and and that's the whole thing with music, right? And you and you mentioned earlier too about um, people being able to sniff uh, authenticity. But one thing about pop um, that even obviously lends itself to pop punk, and I think what you did with "Can You Hear Me" is it's a really good earworm. Like that that sticks in your head, and like pop music, obviously, like that's like the whole thing is the hook. Um, so definitely, I I think that translated. And there was a lot of cool experiences in there too, right? I mean. Um, touring with the Jonas Brothers. I think one of them was Kelsey Ballerini. The other one was, what, uh, B.B. Rexa. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine playing those kind of stages, man, especially with those kind of fans, like the Jonas Brothers, oh, yeah. like rabbit, you know what I mean? So that had to be that had to be pretty awesome to go out there and, you know, really test yourself. Like I always, to me, especially if you're doing solo type music, like, or even if you're a front man, like, that's like stand-up comedy to me. It's like the most terrifying thing. <laughs> when people talk about public speaking, I'm like, well, at least you can kind of get through it if you're doing it in front of like your, you know, social studies class when you're 16. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? But to do it in front of a stadium full of people, I'm like, that takes that takes a lot of moxie. It takes a lot of guts. Like, how how crucial was that experience for you too? Just where you are now in your your career as a musician? Um, yeah, dude, I playing live has always been my favorite part of, of the whole process of creating music. So um, I've never really had stage fright. I, it's more terrifying for me to sit in a room full of five people and just chat than it is for me to get in front of 50,000 and sing. Um, Cause at least I have a reason to be up there, you know? And um, so, you know, the size of the stage has never really mattered to me, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that the Jonas Brothers stage is the coolest, uh, the coolest place to do it. They're, they're my best friends. I'm, I, I, uh, Kevin actually just left here. I kicked him out for this interview, but, um, you know, the second day asked me to go on tour, there was, I, I think I said yes before they were done asking and, um, you know, I'll, they, I'll keep going with them no matter what is, you know, their, their fans are rabid. Uh, some of them are mean, but, but most of them are really awesome people. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, it's an opportunity that nobody should ever give up. It's given to them. That's stuff you can tell your kids in a few years too. If they think you're yeah. lame, you'd be like, dude, like I open for the Jonas brothers. So when you do something like that, you can holler at me and tell me how, how lame you think I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Were there any, uh, were there any really memorable shows, Jordan, in that, in that experience for you that stick out? Oh man. I mean, we did the world three times together. It, it's just like every, every experience is amazing in its own way. I think um, Madison square garden is like, it's Madison square garden that never, that never gets lost on anybody that walks through those doors. Um, Red rocks was like a bucket list venue for me. So getting to do that and um, 
and just like I th- that was the only venue that I walked out and during soundcheck I literally couldn't sing I just I just had to like look and just experience it and then I was like okay cool I got that out of my system and then the show started and it was nighttime so it looks completely different I skipped the first song again I just played guitar and just like kind of looked around and watched it was that that place is magical yeah red I, red rocks is on my bucket list of uh places to to see a show I, I went to colorado for vacation four years ago and just visited you know because you can just like go there and hang yeah. out and stuff with the show and it's it's so tripped out like when you go down underneath and they kind of have like the history of the place and all the pictures yeah. and it's just so weird how that was naturally there uh i can i can only imagine what it's like staring up at that especially with like the the seats going up like that it that's it goes on forever yeah yeah especially like i i I can only imagine that at nighttime too that's that's like a spiritual experience but but for you man like growing up uh was music i mean was it around in the household with your parents or stuff or or was it was it something that you naturally gravitated to um a little bit of both uh my nobody in my family plays music um they can barely play the radio so um but they did always have it on so it was it was always around in that way and it was always like a big a big part of every celebration if you know if it was christmas the kenny g christmas album was on repeat if it was if we were on the way to school it was the same three songs every day just singing along and um and whatever if it was before sports game you know my dad would be like this is a pump you up we gotta listen to this listen to this so I, I got my I got my my fair share of being fed the right stuff, um, but then when it came to playing music, I, we still don't know who in my family I might have gotten it from. Uh, they, when I say my brother can't clap on beat, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. The, the dude cannot clap on beat. It, he's like allergic to it. <laughs> that's I think that's cool though. That's I feel like those are always like, I mean, you tell me, but I think those moments, even like where I have uh, self doubt or you know, purpose or struggle with whatever mental health uh, issues like, you know, and you were talking about like, it's, it's more nerve wracking to sit in a, a room of five people than to, to get on stage. And I had listened to a podcast uh, earlier because I like to do my homework with these things, you know, where you were, where you were talking about that with one of your friends about, um, about uh, being, being shy. Um, and it's, and it's, I think it's, it, it might surprise people who, who don't know, but I feel like there's a lot of musicians who have that in common. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some friends of mine that, that are really good musicians, they're, they're not people who walk into the room and they're like, Hey, what's up? You know? Yeah. Uh, and I relate to that too. Like I'm kind of a, kind of an extroverted introvert. I, I really enjoy conversations with people, but like being in a room full of people, I'd, I'd rather drift off and talk to like one or two, but yeah, for I sure. that, like um, when you, whenever you have, like moments of self-doubt or anything like that if there have been any along this journey do you kind of go back to that as far as music is is just be in that place where it's like hey that's my safe place that's where i feel the most at home has it always kind of been that for you yeah i i, I mean i've had my uh, i've had my fair share of a need for perseverance um you know if if something doesn't work um the first time it's it's easy to to say like well maybe i'm not maybe I'm not good enough at this, maybe, maybe whatever. I, I think, um, I think I kind of take the approach that nothing needs to be fixed. You can work on whatever you need to work on, but, um, 
it's it's not it's not a bad thing to be confident you know so i i know i'm good at this it's a matter of when not if for me so anytime something doesn't work i just kind of see it as a challenge to kind of go in and be like you know especially like with this new stuff you know this the the music i was doing before just like kind of it wasn't clicking it wasn't whatever and i i didn't see that as a failure i just saw it as a a challenge to be more authentic and be more um I, you know, for lack of a better word, vulnerable. I, if, I think there's different ways to be vulnerable and there's different ways to um, kind of put yourself out there. And it's just a matter of um, figuring out which version of that language translates well to people. So, I mean, my, my, my self-doubt is always there. I just don't, I, I feel like if I fixed it and made it all go away, then um, where would my motivation be, you know, to, to be better for myself, not necessarily for whatever, you know, like a, a, a good song is a good song. It's going to come when it's going to come or it's not. Um, but if you're not enjoying the process, then there's no point in that either. So you can't, you can't let yourself ruin the fun before anybody else does. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just speaking on it and thanks again for, for doing this dude. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the conversation. Um, I know you teamed up with Zach from All Time Low and 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 Jack, who also uh, drums with the Jonas Brothers, right? Yeah. Um, so writing this material, um, did it start with a song? As far as like, or 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 you kind of been going in that direction of like, you know, I kind of I kind of want to get back into pop punk. I mean, you mentioned like, you know, you're like this could go one or two ways. It's like it's like resurging now so maybe people might say i'm hopping on the bandwagon but um i mean hearing hearing can you hear me it, it definitely sounds natural so at what point did this i guess in my question i know i ran a lot man at what huh. point kind of like crystallize where you're like okay this is this is the direction i want to head in like how how long has this been in the works with board um yeah i i um through my process of making music i i've never stopped making this kind of music um, whether it's for fun or for other people or, or whatever. And I, um, I, I just, anytime I'm stuck, I just kind of sit and play the guitar. That's what I started doing. And, um, I think at one point I was, um, I listened to a lot of Weezer and I had been listening to a couple songs on repeat for a little bit, uh, that were on my like workout playlist or something. And I was just like, I kind of, stole a part of that song in my head one day and I, I just like I thought like for the sake of just keeping the the songwriting muscle going I'll just go down that road and I, I wrote like kind of a silly super weezerish sounding song and, and it just like felt good and I had fun so I just did it again and did it again and I started coming up with some cool stuff and then I was just like yeah no this is this is like this is too not easy, but it's too natural for me to just like ignore this path. So I, I sat down with my manager and played him a couple things. And I was just like, this is, this is what I want to do. And he, his first response was like, you want to start over again? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I, I was like, yeah. I mean, like listen to all three or four of these songs that he did. And he was like, yeah, no, this is the most you I've ever heard you be. So he was all about it. And had my back and, and challenged me to go do more. And I, I think after that first meeting, I went in and I wrote, can you hear me in two, three hours? So, and then just kept, they don't all happen that quick, but um, that was kind of like my sign from myself to keep doing this thing.
Hell yeah, man. Especially if it comes to you in a couple of hours, like you hear, you hear about stuff like that just comes out of the ether like that. Um, like with, like with Alice in Chains, man, like, uh, you know, I, 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 I think it's really cool when, when songs come quickly like that, or I, I think, uh, Chris Cornell talked about black hole sun was kind of like that for him. Like, yeah. you know, came really quickly. I'm sure that's gotta be a good sign as a musician where something feels right. And it just comes like that naturally. Yeah, it's cool. There's there's something uh, like amazing about battling a song as well, like really having to kick your own ass to get it out. Um, but then you know, I'll never complain about something just happening easy. So I, you know, I really believe it. Um, Rick Rubin said something like this in his book, but I I believe totally that ideas are just like floating up there, and it's just like if it, it's your turn to grab it, just grab it. Just don't waste time and get it down and finish it. And if it's bad, you can edit it, but just like grab that idea out of the air and just do it, figure it out. And then, you know, with worst case, it was a waste of a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, um, I was, I need more sleep, Jordan. I was spacing on it for a <laughs> second. It's literally like one of my favorite Alice in Chains, uh, Jar of Flies. That was the one I was thinking of where yeah. I think they had, they had written that like really quickly. And I, I want to say it was the the first EP to go number one on billboard. And when you listen to it, you're like, this was written in a couple of weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so how many, how many songs did you end up doing for board in total? Or I guess how many, how many are, are people going to hear? Or can't, can't you not let the cat out of the bag yet? Uh, no, I'm not precious about anything. Um, I, I wrote probably 30 songs and I, I think people will hear 12 of them um, unless I beat some of those. So I already wrote a new one and kicked one off of the first EP. So we'll see how many times I do that. But um, a, a bad habit of mine is to like shelf stuff and, and, and just keep beating it and not put the old one out and only put the new one out. And I'm trying to be better about that. So I think I'll just, I think all 12 of these, these kind of winners will, will see the light of day for sure. It's, it's a fun time too. Now, I, I think one of the, one of the good things for music with people, I feel like having shorter attention spans with social media is kind of going like the singles route and giving some, you know, putting everything into a release, having that be the one that's everybody's listening to for a few months and then putting out another one, you're kind of mm -hmm. always giving people something to, to chew on and, I think hip hop had been doing that for a while and it seems like everybody's kind of doing that now, whether it's metal, pop punk, everybody kind of releases this, the singles initially, but I think it's cool that you dropped the music video too. And, um, before I let you go in the time we have left and thanks again so much, Jordan, for doing this, man. Um, thank you. Uh, oh, you're welcome. Um, I thought it was cool. I was trying to storyboard it in my head. So let me know if I'm way off on this, but it, you kind of go from like, it's like jamming in the bedroom, then jamming with the drummer. Then there's fans. Uh, then there's like a cologne commercial, kind of like drinking at the bar a little bit, having, you know, a few pops. And then at the end, it's like the holding up the Grammy. So is that sort of, am I reading that? Like, it's just kind of short. So showing like, basically, I guess you would say sort of like the the childhood dream of somebody who's a musician of like, hey, this is where you start. And this is where you're, you're hoping you're finished or this is supposed to be the ideal finish. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, um, the whole song is, is, I, you know, I think it's probably the most, um, like introspective song I've, I've done. And, um, 
it's it definitely is that it's you know when it's when you're a kid you think like oh this is gonna be easy we're gonna be the biggest band in the world and then uh nobody buys tickets to your first show and you're like oh well we have to do that again and you know work a little harder and then you kind of get to one place and you think okay now we got it you, you kind of map that out in your head which was the idea and it doesn't it, there is no like picture of uh like a journey to success it's like you just do it and you experience it and you enjoy what's there when it's there and and look forward but not too far forward and enjoy each step as it comes so uh, yeah you're spot on that's 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 the vibe it was a fun music video man it was uh it's i don't know i try to like pick up on things but i i art is like a personal expression so i never know if like okay i'm either gonna be way off on the premise of this or i'll maybe i'll hit the nail on the head but and just going back to working with um with zach and and jack i mean obviously it's, it seems like you've known those guys a long time i mean how cool was it with with them to just be able to collaborate for something like this that's personal and, and feels right uh, were they working with you with with all of those like 30 or so songs yeah um jack has played drums on most of my songs um for uh, as long as i've known him so that kind of happened naturally and then um the stuff just kind of started sounding like a band uh on its own when when i was just kind of putting it together and so i wanted the same guys to play on it and um I can like kind of play bass, but not like a bass player. I play bass like a guitar player. And so um, Jack and I were kind of like sitting there listening to the first couple that he cut drums on and they were cool. And we both were kind of like, what is it? Like, what is missing? And um, had my engineer, Eddie was just like, well, you're just playing one note on the bass. Maybe, <laughs> maybe somebody that can, you know, like, get after it like you guys are everywhere else and so um zach happened to be renting a house like five minutes from the studio and i'd seen him earlier and i was just like hey um do you have a bass and he was there in like 10 minutes and i think we cut like six songs right then he's just a beast and then um you know he the two of them are so good together. And I was just like, all right, we're, I need both of your schedules because we're not doing any of these without the two of you both being here at the same time. So um, they just, they just were like, absolutely. Hell yeah, let's do it. And that's, that's just kind of how it, I guess that's how it, that's the, that's, that's how you hope it happens. Right. It just kind of happens. So is, and has it all been like within the last like year or two that you've recorded all this for board? Um, yeah, I think, let's there's like one of them i think the first one that i wrote was a year and a half ago so um that one's not going to come out that one's too old uh <laughs> i've already i've already scrapped that. i deleted that one but um but yeah I th it's been like a year and a half of of, of working on it and fi kind of fine-tuning the sound so is that first one getting deleted just because it's too old or just because it's like you feel like there's better there's better ones that you want people to hear and you're like, I don't want I don't want them to hear this one. Um, no, I think it I think for me, for a song to get like canned, uh, it's just I'm all about a snapshot of where you are in the moment. But there's some things about a few of the first ones that I did that were just kind of unfocused. So 
it was a little too Weezer or it was a little too Blink or a little too Oasis or Pixies or whatever the influence was. Like if one of the influences is peeking out just like so much that it sounds like a ripoff, then um, I, I'll just kind of, I'll either rework it to kind of bring some more of me into it or um, sometimes it just, that's just what it is. And that's, that's the song and you just got to decide if it's, if it's the right look or not. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, and I think, I think all musicians, right. I mean, everybody's influenced by, by somebody. Right. So it's like you eventually get to that stage where you find your voice or you're making the stuff that you love to make and, um, and people, people can sniff it out. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that can you hear me is doing really well, man. Um, well, Jordan, before before I officially let you go, and thank you again so much, dude, for taking the time, uh, especially just being a dad. And I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one hollering at you to do interviews, dude. Uh, so I really appreciate you you taking time for the podcast. But and we talked about it a little bit with uh with self doubt and whatnot. But just with the theme of this show being perseverance and moving forward, man. Like, um, not to turn you into a therapist for everybody out there, but uh, given the life experiences that you've had in terms of playing for you know, playing small clubs, playing big, huge stadium shows, uh, going through the ups and downs, finding your voice as a musician. Um, is there, is there anything that you want to pass on to anybody out there as far as stuff that's helped you, you know, find yourself or get through a tough time that you, you feel like might be beneficial to somebody out there, whether they're, they're up or they're down or they're struggling right now. Yeah, man. I think, um, I, I think you just have to do what makes you happy as long as it's not hurting anybody else. And, um, you know, if you're afraid, if you're afraid to do something, that's not a good reason not to do it. Um, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of times when I could have just stuck down one road that wasn't making me the happiest that it could have. And, you know, I don't, I would, I it would I'd probably have made me continually less happy as I kept doing it. So, um, it's a scary thing to kind of, cut that string and go a different way, but it all, it's always worth the work and the fear and the, and the, you know, getting over whatever you need to get over to do it. So, I, I mean, my, my advice to anybody that's got doubts or is afraid to try something or whatever is it's, it's not going to hurt to try it. So just dive in, like, just go for it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's no reflection of who you are. It's just, it's just a miss. Oops. I think that's sage advice, man. Yeah, because um, I've definitely, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that, you know, pushing up against fear. Um, and I think I've even seen that acronym, acronym before, like false evidence appearing real. And I feel like if you, like you said, if you try something, even if it doesn't work out the way that you planned, at least you can say you did it versus yeah. five, 10 years down the line, looking back and going, oh man, I, I, I'll i never know because I never gave it a shot. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's it. It's better to have baked a cake and had it fall than never to have baked a cake at all. So, you know, those those cheesy ass sayings exist for a reason, and I, I really think that's true. I, it, and half the fun in trying stuff is trying it. It, it, you know what I mean? It's not. I've had some big wins, and I've, I've, I've. Um, it, it doesn't make the journey any more special. The journey is always the best part, always. So. You know, that's why I say don't look too far forward. You keep looking forward, but don't look too far forward. Just enjoy where you are. Take a second, look around and be like, wow, this is, this is where I, I this is where I got doing this. 
Well, Jordan, I think I think that's a great place to uh, to end it, man. Once again, thank you again so much for your time. Congrats on on all the success of Can You Hear Me? I can't wait to hear more of it from you, genuinely, dude. I'm a big fan of what you're doing. Um, thank you. I'll oh, you're welcome, dude. Um, I'll obviously put up the the links in the podcast description when this comes out for everybody listening. But if if they're not familiar, man, let them know where they can find you and board. Uh, it's board the band pretty much everywhere. So just uh, go go find it, follow me, talk some shit, whatever you want to do. Um, steal the music, I don't care. Just listen to it. Well, I hope I hope people don't steal, especially in today's day and age, man. Like. I mean, <laughs> The music apps ain't that expensive. Plus, you can just watch the music video over and over on YouTube for free. Yeah, there you go. Well, Jordan, thanks, dude. I really appreciate the time, man. Definitely keep in touch, and I hope you have a great rest of the night, and and I'm um, looking forward to hearing more more music, man. Likewise. I'll, I'm happy to do this anytime you'll have me, so thanks thanks for thanks for kicking off the first visit of, of many, I hope. For sure, man. Definitely keep in touch. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a genuine fan of, of what you got going on, and uh, and 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 it really couldn't be a better time, I think, just with with all of the energy around pop punk music right now, and just and just rock and roll in general. Like whenever people say rock is dead, I'm like, I, I don't know what you're listening to because there's a lot yeah, of energetic. No, not. Yeah. So we need people like you to keep chasing your dreams, man. So keep doing your thing, and um, I'll definitely keep in touch, dude. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Righty dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with Jordan McGraw of Bort. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram at Bort the Band, and that is spelled B O R T. The links to all of his stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll down to the bottom of the podcast description, hit those links, and go follow and support my dude Jordan. Can you hear me? Both versions are out now wherever you get your music. And you will not be disappointed if you're into alternative, if you're into indie rock, if you're into the early 90s stuff, if you love like the bands I mentioned at the jump, Weezer, Blink, Green Day, Nirvana, you will really enjoy Can You Hear Me. The unplugged version is dope. The studio version is dope. Jordan is an awesome human being, and I was really thankful and grateful to get him on this episode. So I just want to say once again to Jordan, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. Thank you so much for being open and vulnerable in the places that you were when it came to us talking about pushing through things, when it came to us, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the vulnerabilities of of just going after what you love and, and what's important to you. I, I think it's really important to share those topics with listeners. And it was great catching up with you, man. I know you're a dad. I know you're a busy guy. And I'm a big fan of what you're doing, dude. I, I genuinely love Can You Hear Me? And excuse me, the proof is in the pudding when you look at the numbers and stuff. And, uh, you know, with my podcast, I try not to cut, get caught up too much in that stuff as well. Uh, I know it is a measuring stick. Excuse me. I got the hiccups all of a sudden, got the little burpees going on. Uh, but, but people are really digging it. They're really enjoying it. And, uh, it's really cool to see, man, you deserve all, all your flowers, all your roses. And I, I'm just, I'm really jazzed and stoked to, to hear more from you when, when it's time to re release it. So once again, Jordan, thank you so much. I want, also want to give a shout out to Johnny and Maddie for setting this up with Jordan. There's a you know a great team behind him, and I'm really grateful for them getting me in touch with him and us working out a time 
So I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Once again, go follow Jordan on Instagram at Bort the Band. Go stream Can You Hear Me, both versions, the unplugged version, the studio version, wherever you get your music. Check out the music video. Stay tuned to what he's got coming up on the horizon because, uh, you know, what he's put out so far is awesome. And I, I, again, I think that conversation is just a testament to staying true to who you are and what you love and the things that you enjoy, you know, um, you know, whether it's pursuits in creative endeavors, whether it's opening a business, whether it's pursuits in love at the end of the day, man, you just got to go after it. And even if it doesn't go the way that you planned, at least you tried, just like we were talking about on the podcast. You know, I, I know when I'm dead to steal a quote from one of my best friends in the whole world, Nate, I love you, buddy. I miss you. I can't wait to see you soon. Um, you know, we were texting one time about life a few years back and, and he said, dude, when I'm dead, I just don't want to have a belly full of regrets. And I feel the same way. You know, I, I won't rant too much here at the end because I had a very long intro um, because it, it, it's been an emotional day. And like, like I said, I'm not somebody that airs out personal stuff, but I also like to share things to let people know that we all struggle um, and it's okay. Um, the important thing is how you carry yourself through the struggles. I digress, but, uh, but that sticks with me, man. You know, don't, you know, when, when your time's up, you don't want to leave with a belly full of what ifs. You don't want to leave with a belly full of regrets. Um, you, you don't want to leave with, with a belly full of woulda, coulda, shouldas. So I think it's important to take chances in life, you know, and I think it's important, obviously within reason. Okay. Um, please don't misinterpret that in the negative way. But when it comes to, like I said, chances in love, chances in your career, chances with creative endeavors, there's always going to be naysayers. There's going to be people who are like crabs in a bucket. You know, when you're trying to get out and be successful, there's going to be people who try to try to crush your dreams. There's going to be rejection. There's going to be no's. There's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of bumps along the way. And I think that just is is a test to to see, you know, how you respond and how you react to it and how bad you want certain things and what what you know what you're willing to to do to to get where you want to go you know and and how you're going to go about it i've never been one of these people that believes you you have to step on people to get where you want to go i think or use people to get where you want to go i really think the core of who you are um is is karmic in terms of what comes back to you you know i i think there's a wiccan law where I think it might even be called the law of three, where whatever you do, good or bad, comes back to you three times. You know, so if you do something bad, it comes back three times worse. If you do something good, it comes back three times better. And in a way, I kind of believe that, you know. Um, so so I think it's how you handle yourself through the process. And again, I think Jordan's story is very much one of of a guy who's always loved music. He went after it. He had the support from his family and his friends. He's got great friends in, in the music industry. Um, and beyond their success, they have great relationships. You know, again, the aforementioned Zach Merrick, Jack Lawless, you know, these are guys he's known for a while and now they're, you know, helping them with, with the Bort musical project and, and look at the su success that's going into it. So I think it's just a testament Jordan's story of if you pursue what you love and you stick with it um, and you just go with your gut, good things will happen in due time. So thanks again to Jordan. Thanks again to all of you for listening. Once again, you can follow Jordan at Bort the Band on Instagram. The links to all his stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. And once again, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod. You can follow me on YouTube at March4thPod. My website is March4th.Podbean. 
www.jeffcoachingwithjeff.com. If you want to get in touch with me, I try to get back to emails and DMs as fast as possible. If I don't respond, either I didn't see it or I'm really busy or something's going on, but I will try to get back to you. Just don't ask me to join the Illuminati because that has happened before. Uh, I am not interested. Um, but yeah, just don't, don't send it. Don't send me anything weird, man. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I really mean it when I, when I say guys, you know, persevere, move forward. It's okay to not be okay. Um, you know, we, we all got to walk through darkness to get in the light and, you know, sometimes things happen, like I said, at the jump that don't go the way you plan, but at the end of the day, how you carry yourself through it and, uh, reflecting on it as time goes on things make sense, you know, so be thankful for the people and the experiences that you have while you have them, even when you don't go, they don't go the way you plan, because, you know, I think you learn a lot from the things that, that uh, don't go the way maybe you thought. And at the end of the day, those, those, those people, those situations that come into your life, I think there's a purpose to all of it. And those purposes and reasons reveal themselves in time. Um, so just know that I'm here for you. There's people who love you. There's people who are supporting for you. Uh, there's people who are always going to, Put on for you and uh, remind yourself of, of all of those people in the, in the dark days. So on that note, I'm going to say what I say to wrap up every episode as a tribute to my grandfather. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of Jordan and his team, here is the single, Can You Hear Me? from Bort. Peace. Peace.